let's start with the word entertainment. To entertain, what does that mean? To bind or hold. To bind or hold what? An audience's attention. Okay, now let's take the word Hollywood. Where does that come from? Well, Hollywood comes from the holly tree. And the ancient Druids, back in the day, used to take the holly tree, make wands to weave spells, cast spells, or channel spells. And when they needed help, they would consult the magis or the mediums of the day to help channel their spells to the population. We'll cut to today. What do we have in our houses? We have these black boxes. What are they called? TVs. But if you stop and you say the word, tell a vision, television. And when you turn on that television, what do you get? What's the first thing that pops up? A list of channels. And when you turn on those channels, what's on those channels? Programming. They are programming you. They've been programming your whole life. You don't even know it. Welcome to Generation Loss, featuring Bryn Niebuhr and Jeremy Hammond. What up? How are you? <laughs> this is a more formal intro than we usually do. I usually don't say the last name, so this yeah. we're, get, we're getting uh, we're getting serious. We're getting a little serious. There's people listening to this who may not listen to our other shows. <laughs> we're putting cummerbunds on. Yeah. I wonder <laughs> if there's anybody who coats. listens to this who hasn't listened to either of our other shows. I hope so. I, I would love if there was just a Gen Loss fan. Yeah, who just like, like hasn't gotten around to the other ones yet. They're just like, I like movies, and that's all. Yeah, <laughs> I like movies, and I like two people who have no credentials in the film industry who I don't know at all. <laughs> hey, I produced a show before. <laughs> that's true, I did produce a show also. See, we are, we're so credentialed. Yeah, we're fine. Anyway, welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, we talk about movies. We talk about movies. It's a big one this week. And um, it's big. Yeah, we're, and we're bu- we're, we busting it right open. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> it's a big one that I, I anticipate may end up being uh, controversial for oh, us. Oh yeah, big time. Uh, <laughs> there's no way no one's everyone's going to be okay with the shit we have to say about this movie. <laughs> yeah, there's no well, there's that, but there's also from my like cursory research of like what the goings on around this movie has been. Uh, it seems like people who speak out about it get <laughs> quite a bit of uh uh let's say um online backlash really well yeah. i am very excited for i'm such- very excited for it and if you're listening <laughs> if you're one of those people i just want you to know um we're in on it <laughs> i know yeah. you think well, no, that no. jeremy is in we on hide it, it. We, yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm triple parentheses in on it and um <laughs> <laughs> that's true i was trafficked <laughs> yeah so the i was thing is, in yeah, she's trafficked it. to be here yeah. <laughs> yeah actually the the origin of this show is that i met bryn on little saint james island that's right yeah i was I, much younger <laughs> i was taken aback i was i was so um uh, inspired by her that i was like we need to start a podcast together about on movies big saint james island <laughs> aka america 
<laughs> yeah, the CIA's <laughs> secret island, America. <laughs> anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah. Um, before we do that, Bryn, what did you watch this week? Um, this week I watched... Uh, so last week I talked about the Last Dance, the Jordan Michael Jordan uh, Chicago Bulls yes. documentary, um, which is good. But um, I was having such a hankering for that. I watched um, an uh, an older Thirty for Thirty, which turned out to be only I think from last year or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was about Dennis Rodman, and I actually can't remember the name, but uh, it doesn't really matter. It was yeah. a Thirty for Thirty documentary about Dennis Rodman. Uh, it's called for better or worse. Okay. Um, and it was it was so shocking. I mm-hmm. never seen because I remember growing up. I loved Dennis Rodman. I loved Dennis Rodman. I was he such was, a fan because he was a black queer goth. Like he was yeah, just no one <laughs> just like a total like great public wacko. The yeah. best kind. <laughs> and no one. I mean, for me, it was just like some. I just never seen anybody like that in the world. Yeah. And so he was just endlessly fascinating, and I always supported him. And I felt that it was like people were weirdly overly mean to him. Yes, well, was the nineties, right. like gay panic sort of stuff. I mean, the, his rise is probably pretty close to like when like West Memphis Three shit would have been happening, like Satanic Panic sort of stuff around like Marilyn Manson and whatever. Like probably all yeah. in the same general time period. Um, so I, I was always like, okay, I, I dove into this movie being like, I can't wait to see, you know. What Dennis Rodman was getting up to, I'm sure it was all these, you know, he was a suave ladies man who was mm-hmm. doing a ton of drugs or whatever. But the movie, I was, it's so crazy. <laughs> he was basically, I mean, it's hard not to watch the movie and think that he's clearly on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Like, he does not understand anything about social interaction until he's like 22 like his best friend when he was 20 years old was 12 years old it's like okay. a little white kid and his like the white kid's family like took him in because his mom had kicked him out for not like ever being able to get a job and he's what like playing college ball at this point no this is the crazy thing he wasn't on high school Mm -hmm. basketball he wasn't even really on a call like he was just like hanging out at like parks like playing basketball oh he's like a street baller yeah it happens like people who just like play on the street just get like discovered one day yeah and they like gave him a scholarship to some to to some uh to he got he somehow went to like a basketball camp it's very confusing because he was Mm -hmm. like homeless for multiple months and just like going to the park and playing basketball for fun <laughs> and then like, he like didn't go to college until he was like in his 20s right and then he got picked up by the nba i guess after that or did he like finish yeah, all that. four years or something no 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 he didn't even finish he just like went straight to the nba right um so it's nuts because huh. <laughs> he's this person who just like did not know how to communicate with people he was constantly made fun of didn't right. have any friends like he was like like his People who knew him at the time were like, Dennis wasn't like the 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 cool loner, you know. He like just didn't have friends mm-hmm. for decades. <laughs> um, and so, if you watch his college games, he's like this person who's just like cheering for himself and is like, "Hey, me!" <laughs> he's like, <laughs> he's just like completely un, un unaware of like social 
things. Um, right. And it made me even more sad for Dennis Rodman because he's just like this completely misunderstand, misunderstood, like autistic person, it seems, or some sort of very socially stunted person um, who really just wanted people to like him. <laughs> and it was right. like, if I, if I be crazy, people like me and win. And he's just like, and he ends up being I, like an enforcer, right? That's the kind of player he was. He was like kind yeah. of a... He he's was like, like a, the best defensive like player yeah. in the history of the NBA. He yeah. just like knew how to rebound any single shot. Mm. Um, but then but, he also would like get people to like fight him and shit, right? Well, the thing was is that like when it came to the Pistons, like he was on the Pistons first. He, uh-huh. he was the Pistons and then the Spurs for a, a season and then the Bulls. Um when he was on the Pistons, like the coach, he was like, the coach is my dad and the players are my brothers Mm -hmm. and we're a family. And he just like, didn't understand like every other player was like, Dennis didn't understand that we, he would, that it was a business and that it was a game and he'd have to be traded eventually. Like he just like, didn't get that. And like, there's, there's interviews where he's just like openly weeping. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just like what is happening dude Who is the trading system is fucked up it's like really I mean, it, it's terrible the way that we do that i know and the thing is is like it is but everyone is sort of like you know they might be frustrated with the system but they get it and they right. understand it and they you know behave in certain ways and dennis rodman is just this like too big kid you know he's like right. a kid who's just like grew to be six eight and he's just like but i like it here (laughs) it's really sad yeah i just Um, read a thing about a um major league soccer player who um his like family was just like destroyed by the league because they traded him and um you know like in in the nba like somebody like dennis rodman you know is making a lot of money playing basketball Uh, And so when he gets traded, it's like, all right, fine. Like I can uproot my family. I can relocate us, whatever. But like in major league soccer, like the, the base salary of players is like, like my salary. Like we make the same amount of money. Really? So like if somebody says like, Hey, I know you play in New York now, but I'm actually trading you out to, to Vancouver. Uh, They have an apartment for you, but you've got to uproot and move. And then they're like, yeah, but my wife, like, is a doctor here. And, like, she makes most of the money in our household. Wow, that's so crazy. Yeah, it's fucked yeah. up. Well, anyway, the, the whole point is that the movie has some of the best, like, recreations I've ever mm-hmm. seen. Like, it has this whole conceit of, like, um, the movie opens with, like, behind the like behind the head shots of Dennis Rodman, but it's like clearly an actor because it's like a child. Yeah. It's like going through doors and just like opening a bunch of doors and it's like shot really beautifully. It's like an Errol Morris, like later, like a huh. later career Errol Morris documentary where there's just like these beautiful recreations that aren't like, you know, and whenever I think of like documentary um, recreations i think of like unsolved mysteries or whatever where it's like really cheesy yeah but it's like these these really beautiful shots and um there's almost no faces in them it's just sort of like giving you the letting you meditate on the the images um it's just incredibly well done then the story is so impactful and and sad and weird um highly recommended i liked it yeah i mean check it out where did you watch it on my computer Oh, you just downloaded it. <laughs> I download everything. 
<sighs> I gotta find it streaming somewhere. Um, or I'll just download it also. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I'll help you. <laughs> I watched um, two things this week that I want to talk briefly about. Uh, the first of which I told you about, uh, which is The Report uh, yes. starring Adam Driver. And, um, and I want to, we haven't talked about it yet, but on the bonus this week, we're, we're going to talk, talk about another about, Adam Driver movie. Right. That is sort of similar. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, this one is, is very interesting because I compared it when I was talking to you about it to Zero Dark Thirty. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's almost as if it's like trying to be the opposite of Zero Dark Thirty to the extent where there even is a scene where Adam Driver... So the story of this movie is is... Adam Driver is a Senate staffer who works for Dianne Feinstein, and um, he's tasked with looking into the destruction of evidence by the CIA around their uh, counterterrorism efforts, right? Very and interesting. He, and he starts to like, <laughs> unravel the plot of, of, you know, I think it starts like right after uh, the Abu Ghraib uh, stuff starts coming out. Right. And so like their abuse of power is like really starting to come to light. And so he's kind of unraveling the plot of them uh, waterboarding people and torturing people. And he's like learning about it all as it's happening. And what I was saying is it's kind of like the opposite of Zero Dark Thirty, where Zero Dark Thirty, like pretty much the whole of the story is to tell you like, this was all worth it in the end. We got the guy. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> and like it, it lives and dies by that premise for almost the whole movie. And then this is the exact opposite where it's starting from the premise of like, well, we all know the CIA is bad. And <laughs> so whatever it is that we're going to find is going to be bad. <laughs> it's They couldn't have been doing anything good. Right. <laughs> it's impossible. And, and the movie like doesn't shy away from pointing fingers directly at a lot of people. Like mm-hmm. it's, you know, they make it very clear that Obama was a huge roadblock in uncovering CIA torture uh, Diane Feinstein was a careerist about it for most of the time. It could have come out sooner, but it didn't. Totally. Um, there's, uh, I mean, there's a scene where they just outright say, oh, the CIA uh, broke into the office that he was working out of and stole documents from. <laughs> Jesus. Of Adam Driver's office? Yeah. Uh-huh. God. <laughs> so there's a lot of, like, you know, explicit statements of guilt that are very cool and very interesting uh, the unfortunate thing about the movie is that I think it's a huge mess and it doesn't work as a movie very well. Oh no. <laughs> so it's like, it's slow and it drags a lot and there's a lot of parts that like don't need to be there. There's like flashbacks that are very confusing. They like put nine mm. 11 in sort of a sepia tone to like indicate that it's the past, but it's like, remember that this is bef- yeah, it's after nine like, <laughs> 11. It's like 2001 what? and you're like, well, it wouldn't have been like, it doesn't look like the 70s. <laughs> it's like, remember when we all shot uh, 9-11 on our 8mm cameras? <laughs> <laughs> our little reel-to-reels? Yeah. Um, but um, overall... So how's the acting? Acting is okay. It It's really spotty. There's some very good performances. There's some very weird ones. Like Adam Driver, as you could imagine, is very good. Uh, I think he does a fantastic job. He's like very passionate to the point of being cringy and it's very good. Um, <laughs> I feel like that's his whole thing. Yes. Like they he's, do, and he, and he does it very well in this around mm-hmm. the issue of torture. So it's like, like there's yeah. all these scenes where like someone will be, someone will say something and, and, and then he just like slams it back in their face. Just like, but their own rules said that if somebody dies from this, then it's not legal anymore. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's like really <laughs> fantastic stuff. Uh, but then uh, Annette Benning plays uh, Diane Feinstein, and I think she doesn't nail it at all. Uh, doesn't seem like her. Seems very much like Elizabeth Warren, in fact. <laughs> really? Yeah, very weird performance from her. Um, who else is in it? Oh, Michael C. Hall is like kind of okay in it. John mm-hmm. Hamm is I very good in it. Ooh, who does John Hamm play? John Hamm plays like a White House staffer who's just kind of like, he's like a mentor to Adam Driver uh, in his career, but they're at odds with each other over this because mm-hmm. he's like, look, you know, I'm with the White House and, uh, you know, we want to get Obama reelected, so you better not fucking <laughs> make this a whole big thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, it's funny because, you know, Obama, a lot of his reelection thing was like, we got to kill Obama. Or kind of kill Osama. Yeah. Uh-huh. Which is the same person, by the way. Yeah, um, <laughs> same person. Don't know if you guys know that. If you're listening, <laughs> if you're listening, guy. by the way, the the people who, who like what we're going to talk about later, if you're listening, like I said, I know I'm on the inside. Yeah. And I know they're the same guy. They're the same guy. <laughs> they were, you know, he was born a Muslim in Saudi Arabia. Um, <laughs> Not and- Kenya. Not Kenya, Saudi, no, Saudi Arabia, Arabia, actually. Yeah. Uh, that's one. you know, you you were close, but you you, you didn't quite get it. But yeah. you were you were right that he was a prostitute. <laughs> yes, he was a prostitute. When he's talking about in that one email, when he's talking about the Chicago hot dogs and pizza, yeah, you know, people think he's talking about child sex trafficking, but actually, what he's talking about is being born in Saudi Arabia. Right. No. So this movie does. Do you come out of it being like, I should never be a White House staffer? Because they can never get anything done, or are you like this guy did a great job? Good job, White House staffers. Neither. Uh, well, so he's a Senate staffer. He works for okay. Diane Feinstein. Right, so right. you come out of it like, yeah, sure. There's the part of you that's like, don't ever work for a senator because you can't get anything done. There's a part of you that's like, he did a great job. But then there's also part of you that's just like, you fucking loser, because he had um, <laughs> all of these people are freaks. Well, there's a part of it where he has like contact with uh, a New York Times reporter who is directly working on like stories about like he's the he's the guy who covers the war on terror like he's yeah. their main <laughs> editor and they're meeting and the guy's like look I know you're working on this report I know that they're trying to censor it because a big part of the the end of it is that the report finally comes out he's worked on it for like 6 years and like 60% of it is blacked out yeah i remember um, when that happened <laughs> but so this new york times reporter is like look i know that you're going through all this struggle to try to get this fucking thing out He's like, if you gave it to us, like, we would just run it uncensored. We'd run the whole thing. The whole paper would just be this. <laughs> and, like, there's this moment where Adam Driver's like, no, if it's going to come out, it's going to come out the right way. And you're like, you fucking idiot. You Shut loser. up, you dumb piece of <laughs> you shit. You suck. You worked so hard for so many years, and then you just, like, let them kill it. You had the opportunity. You And, like, they portray it so clearly that, like, this is a justice issue for him. This is a passionate thing for him that he really believes in and he makes it an issue for so many people he doesn't let people forget about it he doesn't let it disappear but then at the end he's suddenly mr process and he's like you know (laughs) it has to come out the right way which is which is through the senate committee that was put together to to investigate it and you know through basically channels yeah but then how would the people read it I mean, it would be, I guess, publicly uh, released or whatever. Um, right, but the point is, is that no one would actually have ever read it unless it was published by the New York Times anyway. 
Like, no one's, like, going to the whitehouse.gov. <laughs> no, 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 no. But, I mean, I guess he's saying, like, through the proper channels, because they make a big thing out of how, you know, if you put this out by yourself, you know better than Edward Snowden. Do You'd they really? you Snowden, and, like, Feinstein's like, I want to make this clear, I hate Edward Snowden. I hate <laughs> that motherfucker. <laughs> Chelsea Manning, fuck that bitch. Fuck her. She, she should die in jail. <laughs> I hope she dies in a fucking gulag. I mean, but that's the thing. I mean... That's how anything important gets. So is that not something that ever came out, the torture report? I mean, it did, but it's all it's all like blacked, blacked out, out and shit. Right. So it just never came out. Like no proof or whatever, quote unquote. Yeah, I mean, all, the, wonk, all these names and locations are blacked out. There's like a ton of stuff that you like. You don't know what's blacked out because it's blacked out, <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, it's an interesting movie. It's it, it's a nice swing at a good movie about the CIA, and unfortunately, <laughs> I think it it falls short a bit as just a movie in general. Um, the other thing I watched this week uh, okay. is an HBO miniseries. I just started it uh, called "The Plot Against America." Uh, are you familiar with it at all? No. So I guess it's based on a book, um, which I haven't read because I don't read. Um, <laughs> you don't <laughs> but it's a book uh, it's a story about um, uh, it's like an alternate telling of World War II era America hell yes where uh, well don't get too far ahead of yourself uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's an alternate telling of the story where uh, oh. F- FDR is running against uh, Charles Lindbergh for president <laughs> uh, Okay, and like Hitler is taking over Europe and everybody's talking about it and and all these Jews are watching this happen where Charles Lindbergh, noted anti-Semite and racist, right. is running for president under a strictly anti-Semitic uh, platform. A pro Nazi. And they're all watching guy. this happen, being like, "Holy shit, we're we're in big trouble." And that's where I'm up to so far. I don't know where the story goes. Um, I think the idea is he wins. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm pretty sure he does. They made it seem like it will happen. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, what's interesting about it is that it's like it's so close. <laughs> to being cool and good. Yeah. Um, I think the more interesting story to have told would be not this alternate world where Charles Lindbergh is running for president, but rather an alternate world where FDR is given a blank check to uh, do a Holocaust against the Japanese like he definitely wanted to. Oh, yeah. And I think but that, that didn't would come be interesting. Much li- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be an interesting movie. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, that didn't come till ne- till a little, you know, after, obviously. But yes, I I mean, so what 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 I thought you were going to say was that it was a documentary Mm. about America during wartime in World War Two, the alternate telling of that, like, as in not American propaganda, because most people have only Uh, ever heard the American propaganda is that we were basically staying out of it. We were totally we had no side. We're basically Switzerland, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is. Yeah, we definitely not were not true. supplying any arms to anybody. Yeah. There was none of that happening. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, most people don't know that there was, like, Nazi rallies at Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. And, like, you, you know, all of our newspapers were pro-Nazi. <laughs> right. Like, well, there we was... Deeply so one right- of the things that Plot Against America does well is that they do... They, they definitely do call attention to, like, how pretty bog-standard uh, anti-Semitism was in America at that point. Oh, yeah. Um there's like a scene where this so it follows like a jewish family uh who live in like jersey city i want to say according to uh, wikipedia it is newark newark okay 
uh, the father gets like a new job and um, they're like going to move to the suburbs and they're like really excited. But then they move there or they, they go to check out the house and then there's like a German beer hall that he just drives past. <laughs> and he's just like, well, we can't move here. Well, uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> and there's like another really great, there's a great line that I really love where somebody gets beaten up for being Jewish in like a, in a you know, German neighborhood. And he's like, how did he know you were Jewish? And the other one's like, they always know. Mm. And it's like one of my favorite, <laughs> one of my favorite lines I've heard written in a while. <laughs> but it's David Simon, yeah, the wire guy? Yes. Uh-huh. That's cool. I didn't know he even had a new, I usually hear when David Simon's working on a new thing. I didn't mm-hmm. even know this this was coming out. Um, so I'm excited to watch this. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, it's filmmaking wise, very good. Um, yeah. Really well. Oh, the, <laughs> that's the thing I wanted to tell you is I haven't seen him in it yet, but he is billed uh, friend of the show, uh, Crumholes. Crumholes? Oh, David, David Is it Crumholes. David Crumholes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Crumholes. <laughs> As Mon- Monty Levin. Yeah, again, apologies, Bernard, for. <laughs> <laughs> we we didn't acknowledge your beautiful career. Yeah, I'm so sorry if you're listening, and I'm sure you are. Look at this great thing that you're in. But I don't know. I mean, like, I this sounds really intriguing, but I kind of hate the idea that there needs to be an alternate history where America is Nazis. Right. Like, <laughs> like you could just make the history of the CIA or, mm-hmm. you know, slavery or <laughs> Jim Crow. You know what I mean? Right. Like, but... There was that know. thing, the Confederate States of America. What was that? That's, that Spike Jones mockumentary. Yeah, or Spike but, Lee. Who was it? Sorry, sorry, Spike Lee. There's only so many spikes. Yeah, he <laughs> didn't direct it, but he like produced it. Uh, I watched it when I was in high school. It's basically like a document, a mockumentary of like, what if the Confederacy won the Civil yeah, War? I remember there being like commercials and stuff in it. It's like that Atlanta episode. Yeah, yeah, where there's like QVC for slaves or whatever. Yeah, um, which is like. Maybe it would be like that, but I assume they probably would have just done what they did now and being like, no, slavery is illegal except as a punishment and then just like arrest black people. Like I, right. I think the, I feel like the world would have still pushed us towards hiding it or making it more process. But yeah, that's what I mean. Like if you watch the movie like The House I Live In or 13th, you know, mm-hmm. you don't really have to pretend like we in an alternate universe where we're bad, you know, <laughs> right. but I'll watch it before I pass judgments. Yeah, I'd recommend it. I still think even if it's like, even if the politics aren't all the way there, I mean, I don't know, maybe it gets better as it goes. I have no idea. Mm. Uh, but it, just in terms of like sheer quality, it's good TV. Yeah. I mean, David's, I mean, I loved the deuce. Everyone disagrees with me, but I, I thought think I saw it. It was uh, like the 70s New York. Um, mm, sounds like I'd like it though. It's fucking sick. It's basically like Dave Franco is like two Italian brothers and Maggie Gyllenhaal is a prostitute who like figures oh, out yes. she can like make way more money making porn. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just real sick. It's just about like, like I don't like um, most like Scorsese gangster stuff like Mean Streets or whatever. Like I just, right. it's always has this weird like annoying flavor but this is so feels like what you imagine 70s new york would be like um it's just like this just people living their lives and trying to make their way and just like really interesting character it feels a lot like the wire i don't know i loved it i I, i'm sad that it it stopped yeah so watch watch fucking the deuce and also this other one (laughs) yeah america America. david simon he he makes a good show i don't know david simon knows what he's doing (laughs) he knows what Um, he's doing before we get you guys don't need to know that (laughs) you already know (laughs) 
Yeah, you know. He's the most famous TV maker ever. (laughs) (laughs) The Wire is good. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So let's get into the movie. Yeah. Okay. So this week. I'd I'd like to preface this movie. (laughs) Uh, The reason we watch this movie, because usually I feel like we watch movies that one of us has seen. Yeah. This might be the first one that neither of us have seen until this week. Possibly, and if, yeah. And it, yeah, I don't think, and we usually don't do like meme movies or movies that are like, you know, coming, you know, on the tips of everybody's tongue or anything. The reason we watch this movie is because my mother, <laughs> my, <laughs> my dear mother, and I have been talking a lot about truth in the news. And, you know, there's a, a I don't know if you know, but a pandemic going around. And, um, you know, We've been talking a lot about politics, and she sort of was like, have you seen this? And I was like, no, what is it? <laughs> and she was like, well, it's just about, you know, the n- truth in media and stuff. And I was like, okay. And so I did a little research on it, and I was like, oh, my God, my mom just sent me a Q thing. <laughs> I think this is a Q movie. I sent it to Jeremy immediately. Um, and we were just like, we have to watch this. We must. Uh, we simply must. <laughs> um, and we did. Um so, and I want to also preface this by saying the other reason why we watched this uh, is because, according to the laws of Satanism, we have to show <laughs> ourselves in some form or another. And so, <laughs> this is our way. Like, imagine you know, this is a podcast. It's not a visual medium. Just you at home in listener land. Just imagine I am currently holding my hand over my eye in order to only show one. Now well, I'm actually, changing it to a six 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 hand thing. <laughs> looks like white power slash okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, if you look at most of my profile pictures and my hair in general, generally covers this eye. Yeah. And that's because I'm an occultist. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and we must show ourselves in one form or another, as is the law. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, this week we watched the 2020 documentary directed by and starring Mike Smith, Out of Shadows. Out of Shadows. Not Out of the Shadows. Not Out of the Shadows. You're going to find a lot of other movies with that title. Yeah. This one is, is the, you can type in Out of Shadows Q or, (laughs) you know, something like that and and you'll find it. Any any conspiracy theory related word, if you put it after Out of Shadows, you're going to find this. You're going to find it. (laughs) <laughs> and this movie is streaming on YouTube for free. Mm-hmm. Um, they also have a website um, that has a little cross at the top, yep. <laughs> which I thought was funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this movie, where to, where to begin? Where to begin? So <laughs> what this movie is, is it is a documentary that is going viral in the QAnon world, in the Pizzagate world, etc., about a the, this guy Mike Smith is a uh, former stunt coordinator in Hollywood who is blowing the lid off of Hollywood pedophilia, the cult, the occultism that happens in Hollywood, and um, right. and and well the news as, media uh, in general, and the news media in general, and then also uh, Pizzagate for some reason is also involved in this. Right, uh, it's so, not exactly clear how the two are connected, but they are connected. <laughs> so uh, Mike is was a stuntman for. Pretty much, it seems every film. <laughs> yes, between <laughs> like, him and uh, Brad. Uh, yeah, Brad um, Martin. Yeah, Brad Martin. Yeah. Between him and Brad Martin, they've been in every movie, including Mortal Kombat. <laughs> 
Hell yeah. Yeah. Mortal uh, Kombat. Brad Martin did uh, the Johnny Cage stunts for Mortal Kombat. Damn. Yeah, they were in The Matrix, Mission Impossibles, Batmans. I mean, these guys were very high, high up stunt yeah, coordinators. They and were something. very high up. And let me tell you something, guys. You may think, wow, these guys have a lifetime career in Hollywood. They must have seen so many things. Actually, they don't at all see anything. <laughs> <laughs> they have no experience seeing any backroom deals no. or Illuminati stuff. No or pedophilia. Tra- no pedophilia whatsoever. No, Mike has um, seen some statues that were very worrying. <laughs> yeah, those did look pretty scary. Yeah. So, let's, but basically, uh, okay, go ahead. I kind of feel like we should take this bit by bit. Yeah, um, it's important to understand how this movie starts, which is that it's just about a guy who's a stunt guy, and then he sort of starts thinking about stuff. Yeah, right. And it's then an he, hour and fifteen minutes long, so it's not every long. every minute is precious. And let me tell you, nine minutes of it is just this guy being like, "Being a stunt coordinator rules." <laughs> Dude, it was so sick. I got to do every movie. I was Batman. <laughs> I, I'm Batman. I was Batman. It's cool. I, was I get Mission it. Possible. That's very cool. Dude, it's so cool. And then so he breaks his back. Yeah. And then so, he has a Jesus conversion. Yes. So the the way this all plays out is that he he's doing a stunt. He tumbles down some stairs and hits his lower back on like a pipe or something like that. And he's yeah. Perilous from the waist down has to go to physical therapy, and nobody seems to seems to find it funny that this guy's conversion, to, <laughs> this guy's conversion to seeing the truth about the world of you know the the conspiracy of the media and the pedophile elites all begins with a tumble down the stairs, <laughs> and that the only other Hollywood insider he could get to corroborate what he's talking about to also buy in on this with him is another guy who gets hit in the head for a living yeah someone who clearly has cte who is breaking down as he's being spoken to that guy was not well i felt kind of bad for brad because he just seemed shaken to be standing and talking to anybody um whereas mike seemed like kind of a your normal dumb guy you yes, know, Mike's like, got his wits about him for sure. Dude, have you ever thought about the news? <laughs> <laughs> Brad's major contribution to the narrative of this ends up being that he did the stunts for Zoolander. Oh, and yeah. that there were jokes in Zoolander about mind control. And he <laughs> is like, wait, they're just flaunting it in front of us that they do mind <laughs> control. That's it. Though I, I, I want to say, before we start making fun of it mm-hmm. um the original thing that mike sort of realizes um and it seems like he definitely started from pizzagate right yes. it yeah, kind of yeah, seems yeah. like his first introduction to conspiracy was pizzagate mm-hmm. but the way they roll it out is that he sort of found jesus and found the concept of demonic behavior in the world real and thought like maybe this is a real thing and then they go on the best 20 minutes of the movie Uh as soon as that happens they start laying out real things a hundred percent accurate things that you can look up that are true that the cia admits yes mk ultra um 
Paperclip. Paperclip. Uh, uh, Mockingbird. Mockingbird. Very important things that any leftist, any any person who I would want to talk to about politics should know about. Yes. That the CIA has, for as long as the, since World War II, at least, since the since they've since been they a stopped organization. being the OSS, yeah, yeah. Since they established themselves as an organization, <laughs> has been running programs to manage the the narrative of the political spectrum in the world to make communism seem evil. All of these things are one hundred percent factual. Plus, doing experiments of mind control on people. Now, that doesn't mean the mind control worked. Um, it doesn't mean that they have zombies, but it does mean that they do consider the um, the media, the Hollywood, the the mainstream media to be very powerful and important that they yes. control for propaganda reasons. That's factual. Uh-huh. And the movie is great in that it shows people like my mom real things. That right. are super important, and then the immediately undermine. It's, yeah, it's a, it's a cheese pill, right? It's like yeah. uh, when you give your dog like one of those little wheels of cheese to put a pill in it, mm-hmm. because you're surrounding it with real stuff that anybody could go on Wikipedia and look up, and then you're also adding to it. Also, Comet Ping Pong uh, is where they keep you know child sex uh, slaves, and uh, <laughs> uh, you know. Uh, Jared Leto is involved because he owns this old Air Force research building. <laughs> like a lot of weird <laughs> shit like that. Um, but so anyway, so we're, we're with Mike. He, yeah. you know, he's had this catastrophic uh, injury and he starts seeing a physical therapist uh, who specializes in uh, pelvic floor therapy, right? His, his mm-hmm. big problem is around the general dick region. <laughs> and um, General dick. General also Dick in this movie, uh, and and he starts having these conversations with her where she says, um, "You know, I'm praying for you. You have these dark spirits around you." And he's like, "What are you talking about?" And she's like, <laughs> "The spirit world. It's real. It's all real. It's definitely you know, magic real." Is real. It's, and, 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 <laughs> you're a wizard, Mike. <laughs> you're a wizard. But what's really funny is um, the way that they have her in the movie is she's uh, a blank screen with like a little, you know, what do they call the little noise line thing? The little EKG line? Oh, yeah, yeah, the spectrograph. Yeah, and it says like she's being kept uh, anonymous uh, because mm-hmm. of her industry. Q anonymous. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Connect you know the what dots. <laughs> um, But she's being kept secret because, you know, it could be a risk to her career or whatever. But everything that she says that they record her saying does not relate to what he's talking about. All she says is, Mike started seeing me for his pelvic floor. I specialize mm. in pelvic floor therapy. And then the only thing close to saying what he's saying is she says, like, he seemed like an asshole when I met him. Oh, he had, yeah. like, some problems and whatever. He was really selfish. Uh, everything else is Mike saying, and then she told me to look into Pizzagate because <laughs> uh, she says... Uh, you know, when all this Hollywood child rape is happening, who do you think they're sending the children to to get them stitched oh. back up? Me, Miss Pelvic Floor, <laughs> which is insane. <laughs> it's an insane way to justify his, like, it makes no sense that this is a movie about how, you know, Hollywood and political people are raping and murdering children who are expendable to them because they're being trafficked in from probably, you know, uh, Eastern Europe, uh, South Asia, places like that. Mm -hmm. 
but they're sending them to you know Hollywood Hollywood's doctors. best pelvic floor therapist to get their <laughs> you know their nether regions d- stitched back up or whatever. What's happening to them? They're getting like uh, traumatic injuries from the from the the Hollywood rape. It, it's not yeah. clear what is meant by that. But <laughs> what is interesting is that um, the way that he justifies this to you is he says, you know, I am uh, one of the only pelvic floor therapists in the Hollywood area. Uh, so who do you think they're sending these kids to? Right. I looked it up. There are within an hour drive of Hollywood, 18 facilities that have pelvic floor <laughs> therapy <laughs> listed as something that they do, which yeah. means there's at least 18 people in the Hollywood area who do this kind of work. That's assuming there's only one per facility. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a shortage by any means. <laughs> I'm sure lots of people get hurt in the second biggest city in America. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you don't have to live. In, like I lived in Los Angeles. Oh, yeah. Here's another thing. The QAnon people will get very mad at me for. I grew up in Los Angeles. <laughs> that means I was definitely the, in it. But um, yeah, I mean, th- there's stuff in here that just is so, so stupid that it almost... I can't tell. I kept trying to put myself in a position of someone who believes in demons. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, and I know that sounds insane, but like my mom believes in demons. Right. And I, and just because I don't believe in demons, like I consider my mom a thoughtful, kind person who I respect, but like some fucking people just believe in demons. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so it's like, I kept trying to be like, okay, how is somebody who already is, believing in the spirit world well like god you know taking this but there's some stuff that is just dumb and is inexcusable like for example he goes on this little rant about television he's like oh yeah we'll, what is tell okay we'll go get ahead. to that <laughs> <laughs> but we're still in hollywood here <laughs> we're still at the hollywood medical center or whatever the <laughs> fuck this place is mm-hmm. um because this is where he starts to now uh, become awakened to the truth. And he, he goes out there. And and this is what's so funny is that, you know, he's positioned himself as the Hollywood insider for the first, like, eight to nine minutes of the movie. And then when he's, you know, woken up to the truth, he's mm. like, wow, you're right. I guess I did see some weird art at parties. And that's all he, <laughs> yeah. like, he doesn't go back to his own lived experience and be like, I never saw any Hollywood pedophilia happen. Yeah. That never I've happened. I've been to parties me. with. I've worked closely with like the biggest stars: Brad Pitt, Tom Cruise, all these big stars, and I never saw a fucking thing except a weird statue, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so he he goes down this little rabbit hole, and then he meets uh, via the internet Kevin Ship, who oh yeah, the CIA, the yeah, ex CIA guy, intelligence the ex-CIA person. Guy. Is he, he is, actually ex-CIA? Yes, he is, is he... ex-CIA. Kevin Ship is a famous grifter of the conspiracy theory community. Right. <laughs> he uh, is a former CIA guy. He did work with them. It's not clear what he did. There's a lot of pictures of him holding guns and stuff. I say so put them in the he, movie. Yeah, yeah, they're in here uh, to, to play up his credentials, but nobody's ever been able to clarify what exactly he did with them. Well, what it's probably is probably really terrible. It was probably <laughs> or he was arming like the fucking, He was like a janitor or something. There's a lot of people who work for the yeah. CIA who just have a regular job. <laughs> they have like administration administrative functions too, you know? Okay. It's That's very fair. possible he was a nobody with the CIA. <laughs> <laughs> he wants you to think he was arming Contras because that means that he saw the real shit. Right. But it's very possible. And based on, you know, he, so Kevin Ship's 
claim to fame, his like main thing that people like his split with the CIA happened in 2001 over a fight with them over mold in the housing they provided for him when he was living in, I believe, Texas or maybe Florida. Uh, It's one or the other. But he was living in America. He was living in housing that they were providing for him doing a job. And there was mold in it that they wouldn't pay to get cleaned up. And that's where the big split happened. There's a New York Times article you can read about this. (laughs) But that's where this beef originates. And then from there, presumably, he... uh, quit his job or something maybe he got fired unclear what happened but he doesn't work for the cia anymore and now has to make a living another way by being the cia guy who can jump into any you know info wars story of the week and be like hey it's me Who's gonna CIA pay guy yeah. <laughs> i can verify uh, the the thing about him was i didn't he, he didn't seem to say anything uncon like controversial to me like he said he was there to be like there was this one guy who was a satanist <laughs> that was the most out there thing he said was oh, like yes. the, the nsa guy sorry we're jumping ahead but He's there's an army an NSA guy, guy. michael aquino but michael we'll get to aquino. him too <laughs> <laughs> that that guy is a satanist but he clearly was some sort of a cult guy I he mean, is he yes he absolutely he is famously a, a an occultist he was involved in the church of satan we'll yeah. get there <laughs> um but uh besides that he basically just said, yes, the CIA did paperclip in Mockingbird, yes. and, uh, you know, that's all. He's very helpful. He he provides a lot of actually valuable information in this about the CIA. That's the good part, like we said, of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, another part of this section that's very funny to me is they use that bit that was floating around the internet maybe last year, maybe the year before, of all of the local news stations that are owned by the Sinclair Media Group. Oh, yeah. Uh, who all read the same script at the same time about fake news. And there's like the, you know, they overlay them saying the same line at the same time. Uh, and what's funny to me about that is that up until this point and, and throughout the rest of the movie, um, there's a very noticeable effort to keep Trump out of this. Trump yes. has nothing to do with any of this. He's not and mentioned there's many once places in where the movie. he conspicuously could be brought into it, but isn't. <laughs> oh, yes. And this is one of those times where you're like, well, what are you getting at here? Because this is the Sinclair Media Group, who famously are given special access to the Trump campaign <laughs> because, mm-hmm. uh, what's his name? Um, David Deniston Smith is yep. friends with Ajit Pai? Is, is that how you say that guy's name? Ajit, Ajit Pai? Pai, yeah. Uh, from the FCC. But th- there's this part, and then there's later, there's that little like family tree where they show like how the White House is connected to all these TV stations. Again, missing the fact that we have a president currently who famously was on a TV show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, game show host president, Donald Trump. <laughs> um, but so we get through this section, and then we get to probably the best part of the movie, probably the part that I'm opening the episode with, which is Hmm. where uh, Mike walks us through the meanings of words. (laughs) 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 Not not only the meanings, the etymology of words, where they uh, came from. Where they came from. And this is, if you've ever watched like a bad 9-11 conspiracy movie, like if you've ever watched like the shitty YouTube ones that came after Loose Change Before Zeitgeist, where someone will be like, 9-11, Nine one 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 eleven, <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. What is the ninth letter of the alphabet? What is That's it? That's right. Eight. <laughs> <laughs> it's a count. <laughs> it's I. <laughs> it's I. And and what happens when you put two eyes next to each other? The World Trade Center. Two. Yeah. <laughs> what if you try to make 
the World Trade Center with your fingers. What's that? That's peace. You know who also did that? (laughs) (laughs) Richard Nixon. (laughs) Richard Nixon. Um, You know, this reminded me of, though, is um, so when I was in college, I lived with a bunch of, uh, you know, different anarchists. And one of them was like this huge conspiracy theory guy. Mm. And we would talk about 2012 all the time because at the time that oh. was a very big thing people were talking about in, yeah. in those communities. Which right? was never really a conspiracy theory. It was just like something is going to happen. Right. But it gets looped into these because yeah. the numerology as, you know, as mm-hmm. we kind of joked about earlier and will be brought up later, like the sim- the symbology is like very important to, to Satanists and occultists and like the Illuminati and like they have to put it out there. <sighs> yeah. And so one of the things was that 2012 there's no zero in numerology apparently. So two, one, two, the area code of New York city. Uh-huh. Um, and so there's this whole theory that like <laughs> the only one <laughs> they were building the world trade center, the new world trade center to put a nuke in to like blow up New York. What? <laughs> but there was this one time where we were driving into New York, me and this guy. And, uh, we see a road sign that says like New York, 212 miles away and he's like did you know that on every highway leading to new york there is a sign that will say new york 212 miles away because of 2012 and i was like i think it's because of the area code you know because like it's cute it's just a cute thing that it's the 212 area code which used to be the only one now isn't um and he's like that's stupid that's fucking stupid why would it be that (laughs) Because this is the same city that has a sign that says, forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> and then on the way in, it says, oy vey. Oy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah, so so then I was like, it's definitely the area code. He's like, well, why do you think the area code is 212? <laughs> yeah. Like, well, I guess you're right. And that's the kind of circular logic that I think needs to be rooted out of every single conspiracy theory before you put it on the internet because then you have scenes where he says think about television what is the word television tell a vision like they're (laughs) showing you a vision you know what i'm saying why do they call it the media because mm. medium is the singular, and what does a medium do but control your mind? That's right. They channel. Why is it a TV channel? Because they're channeling. They're channeling. Why is it called Hollywood? <laughs> oh, yeah. That one's a real... <laughs> because the wizards use Holly to control people's minds. <laughs> Why do they call it a movie? Because it's going to move you to think about things yeah. that you didn't want to think about. <laughs> Dude, and that's... I mean, this part is, this part is just so sad because it's like, this guy is just riffing. Yeah. Like, he's just trying to get you to... Ex- like, this is the kind of real dumb guy persuasion. Like, this is a dumb guy polemic, right? It's like... <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you ju- It's in your heart and I'm just trying to say words that will get you to sort of feel it. And, and, and on some very unlearned uneducated people it definitely works they're like oh yeah television <laughs> tell i'm always gonna remember that and it does it <laughs> happens and i've seen it happen and it's very scary but like yeah so that the the real problem with this movie is that they front load it with a bunch of real shit and then then it gets sillier and stranger cuckoo from here on out basically this is like we're about halfway through the movie now and this is when it just like 
it's gone. It's it's a it's, it's, it's out of here. Deep dive. Right. <laughs> because up until this point, yeah, it is like it's operating like loose change in a lot of ways where mm-hmm. it's presenting you with real shit alongside speculative shit and the speculative shit it's giving you is presented in such a way that you're like, hmm, I guess I didn't, I never thought about it that way. I guess so. Uh, You know, and and if you don't look into any of it, if you don't look into like the Hollywood pelvic floor therapist and whatever, if you don't investigate it. You might be like, hmm, interesting. You might be like, yeah, sure. Uh, That makes sense. Yeah. Um, And if if a doctor who works in the area said that she's stitching up little, you know, child parts, like (laughs) maybe it's true. Maybe it is true. Holy shit. But then this is where it's like, who's this for? Right. (laughs) Because from here on, it's like, it goes into Satanism and Pizzagate. And right. well, so it starts with Satanism and they get the CIA to talk about specifically like one dude who is like had weird eyebrows and looks yes. like a maniac. Yeah, his um, name is Michael Aquino, who right. is alongside Anton LaVey, a famous crank. They are not <laughs> well respected, well connected people in the media, people in the government. These are cranks who are known to be such. <laughs> Anton LaVey, yeah. like, kind of maybe met Sammy Davis Jr., which is like alluded to in this, but otherwise had no influence in showbiz. <laughs> he just lived right. in LA. <laughs> and I mean, like, there's definitely people, there's definitely stuff. I also thought it was funny that they, I kept thinking they were going to get in, into chaos stuff because mm-hmm. they kept talking about like, man, like veering towards Manson and like Manson's connect. We've, if you've, if you listen to the show, you probably know about chaos, the book about um, the CIA and their connection to Mer- the Manson murders and uh, the MK ultra, mm-hmm. which is fascinating. And I told my mom about it after I watched this movie and she was like, I'm going to read that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but they don't. And so like anything, I think at this point I was like, I think they're going to get through this movie without mentioning the words capitalism, the Soviet Union, <laughs> communism, or like economic anything. Yeah. And they do. But yeah, once they start going down the road of like, and then there was Satanists, um, I started losing hope with this movie being Yeah, they very persuasive. barely even bring up like globalism or like new world order stuff yeah all of this is strictly about like demons and sex stuff and you're like yeah but why like you have to you you have to pitch us on a broader thing here than just they're into satan and that's why they fuck kids like you have to give us something else because you at home like you have to play to something that i understand in my own life you know, like it doesn't work if you're like, and they fuck kids because they want to fucking be close to Satan, you know, because yeah. I, because they at have, home don't have that understanding of sex or Satan. That's not how I interact <laughs> with either of those things. Well, I, when I you kind say of they're think... greedy and they want to control, you know, global finance, you're like, I would love to have more money. That's a big thing for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I kind of think that maybe, um, there's a certain understanding of people who are Christians mm-hmm. um, of like, well, I would do anything for God. And like, I do all of these things. I go to church. I do good things. I, you know, volunteer. I raise my kids, right? I don't have sex till marriage. I don't drink or whatever they give up, you know. And then if there's an, a power, the evil power, the structure that they understand is like, well, Satan is tempting and they do this 
you know, having grown up in a Christian household, it's almost like they don't need another reason except, well, they've been led astray and they're demonic. They're right. bad. So we should hate them. So I think that the movie understands that. Right. That the and that's why there's like, a cross on the site. Right. Because they don't need you. They know that the people that you, the white suburban boomer who's watching this, they mm-hmm. there's no other reason. That's me. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's us uh there's no you don't need any other reason to, yeah. to think that they're demonic they're just like are and they are powerful and they control your life and they're controlling your mind with their demonic shit because you already know that demons exist and are trying to fuck with you right so it's like i i get it but i think the real reason is that and this is comes in with liz croken yes so at, at a certain Our point croaker. in the movie croaker yeah at a certain point in the movie, this blonde woman appears yeah. and then takes over the movie for 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. It's just now it's the Liz Croker show. Yes. And she's just telling you about QAnon. And I don't or know if really you're familiar with Liz Croker. Uh, yeah. <laughs> go, go ahead. <laughs> uh, she uh, presents herself at the beginning of her segment as a reputable journalist who was like deeply involved in real ass journalism for like 20 years before she yeah. out of nowhere was just like, <laughs> I'm just reporting on Pizzagate for fun. And everyone was like, no, you can't do that. You're not allowed. And then she was thrown out of the media. And now this is the only way she can make a living. Right. It's not the case. Liz mm-hmm. Croker was never a real journalist. She was a gossip <laughs> columnist for glossy magazines. She wrote celebrity <laughs> gossip until in 2012, she was hospitalized with a form of viral meningitis that causes fucking brain swelling. She was hospitalized. <laughs> she almost died. She couldn't work for like, uh, uh, like I think until basically Pizzagate came around. Right. She wasn't capable of like holding a pen and thinking at the same time. Uh-huh. She was like seriously, seriously disabled. And then when Pizzagate happened, out of nowhere, she's like, I'm back. I'm back and I'm doing it. And uh, because my brain feels hot and (laughs) this is making me think real hard. (laughs) And everyone was like, really? Wow, that's crazy. Tell me more. That's crazy. You are a reputable journalist. And so they just have her talk. And and, I mean, she is, you know, pretty. uh, She doesn't seem super crazy she oh, seems I think like she a, does. i think she, i mean i know she's got she that does. like far off like <laughs> gaze that people get when their brain yeah. is hot you know <laughs> but i think there's <laughs> i think there's a certain kind of person who wouldn't recognize it as like oh this person is like brad the other stunt mm-hmm. coordinator seems unstable like yeah. like at any moment he could just like start freaking out and calling people you know, fire demons. Right. Um, she seems like she is not well, but I don't know. It doesn't seem to be to me. She, she I can see someone thinking she was credible. Yeah. Um, I mean, clearly people do. She's like extremely successful uh, yeah. in this circuit. She's like carved out her own little niche as like the, you know, credible Pizzagate person. Right. So she just starts talking about Pizzagate. Not yeah. really Q. I don't think she'd mention. No, Q, Q doesn't come up. Q, Q doesn't, doesn't come, come up, in, up in the whole movie, but Pizzagate definitely does. So they sort of let her talk for a long time about the Podesta emails. Um, yeah, she just so, goes for a it's bit. It's just so frustrating because this whole part is kind of like, like in my mind, Pizzagate is real, right? Mm-hmm. Like the Podesta emails are 
ridiculous and yes. very strange. And some someone of them should some of them make a lot of like the, some of them are fairly innocuous. Like there's one that they get hung up on in this that I wanted to bring up Go where uh, the email is like, should we get pizza for half an hour? Uh, yeah. Let me know or something like that. And the narrator is like, what does that mean? What and then that she's mean? like, you make can't sense. get pizza for half an hour. <laughs> and you're like, yes, you can. What are you talking about? You can't <laughs> get, get pizza, pizza for, for half, half an hour. Because you have Clear, to go back like, to a meeting. Change the word pizza to coffee and you understand what that sentence is saying. <laughs> right. <laughs> the pizza However, isn't, like, Pizzagate is real, but the pizza is not pizza. Like, that's not what they're talking about when they're talking about pizza. I don't know what they're talking about, but... The thing of like, there's a handkerchief that seems has a map that's pizza related. Yes, that was weird insane. as shit. I don't know it's what that fucking means. insane. And they are clearly talking in code. That's obvious. Yeah. Like it's it, they're clearly talking about something not good. Um, and all of these people did know Jeffrey Epstein, and I, I don't know. I I think that if some of it is related to sex trafficking, I wouldn't be surprised. But there mm-hmm. isn't evidence for that yet. We yeah, can't, and, we and can't the, say that because they haven't. It, there's been no investigation into what those things mean. No one's telling us. Right, but the 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 connection between pizza and child trafficking is extremely tenuous because where it comes from is 4chan. Yeah, and <laughs> what it comes from in 4chan, like people always bring that up as if that's like the the silver bullet. Like it comes from 4chan, but the problem isn't that it comes from 4chan. The problem is that the context in which it comes from 4chan is that it's a joke. It's yeah. not code that people are using to actually credibly get child porn from each other. It's a joke that you use to say mods are sleep post cheese pizza. Like that's the joke. Right. It's not actually people being like you you know, we're at the highest levels of government here. <laughs> we're talking about cheese pizza. <laughs> and I want you to mail me two Vietnamese children. Yeah, and I think the problem is is that Q is 4chan. Q came from 4chan. Yes. And so people think like, well, there's a guy on 4chan that is or was um a hundred percent actually, you know, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. or whatever. Right. Like the 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 high ups in government hang out on this website. Um and so nobody hangs out on that website except for idiots like us. Nobody <laughs> else true. is on that website. There's no credible a, person a of, is on that website. <laughs> there's actually a lot of evidence that Taylor Swift hangs out on the music one. Or at least she used to, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's posted stuff on there. Well, and that's um, why people thought she was a Nazi for a long time. Well, she might still be. but. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, the Nazis don't think she is anymore. Right, no, because she's not Nazi enough. Um but yeah, I mean, this is, this is the the big problem, and this is why I think it all comes down to. And then the movie sort of wraps up uh, with um, just Illuminati exists. They cover their eyes. Yeah, they um, cover their eyes. They do the the, the, the thing, the okay sign. Marina yeah, Abramovich is like kind of getting a cursory dusting here. Like she gets, uh, they they accuse her of being an MK Ultra person. Uh, right, she's in the, the CIA, cooking and- but she's also a Satanist. Um, <laughs> Yeah. One of the things is they they tie Epstein to Pizzagate, which I find interesting because kind yeah, of part of what I was strange. saying before about the the tenuous connection between pizza and child trafficking is I would believe it more if I heard literally any other context in which pizza was used that way. And one of right. those ways would be if I ever heard Jeffrey Epstein say anything about pizza in a weird way. <laughs> well, Jeremy, do you know that there was a special boat that went to the island just for pizza and it made pizza on what? the island 
What? I've heard that from Brace Belden. Like that was on mm. their that was on their podcast. So I gotta look into that. I gotta <laughs> I gotta verify that. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, listen. Here's the thing: is that it gets very weird, and I I believe me personally in the mm-hmm. research that I've done is that there was there is child sex rings, and I think Manson was a part of one. Uh, mm-hmm. If you read the book Chaos, he clearly was finding and brainwashing children for hollywood people to fuck yeah um that is what he was doing uh with roman polanski that's why roman polanski is a child rapist and no one has no one cares yeah (laughs) Um, goldberg sure doesn't nope um (laughs) and like that is something that's been going on for a long time since at least since the since manson um i think that jeffrey epstein was another intelligence asset who was used for that reason and -hmm. i think this movie might even have a pretty good theory about why um which is like the cia needs to be able to control the media and uses these things as honeypots yes um fine fine theory i don't know if it's true but it's a theory i think they Um, use it the same way that the mafia uses murder you know after after donnie brasco like the mafia started making you murder somebody before you could be a made man because is it Donnie Brasco? Is that what I'm thinking of? It's the point is that the, the, the FBI had gotten a, a agent into the mafia and became a made man. So saw behind all the curtains and shit. And mm-hmm. so it became, you have to murder somebody if you want to be a made man. And yeah. then the FBI made it okay to murder people when you're, when you're uh, <laughs> undercover. You know, undercover. But anyways, the point is that I think that that's what the Epstein Island was being used for was as a means of being like, you want to be in the top levels of government. You got to fuck this kid so that we know that you're down, you know, that, that you're you really literally down. can't, you literally can't turn on us and become a communist because yeah. the thing is, is that, Everyone always talks about, you know, Stalin being very paranoid, Lenin being very paranoid, all of the Soviet Union, and obviously, you know, the DPRK and Cuba, like people just being like closed off and being like very paranoid of CIA infiltration. Mm-hmm. Um, because they definitely were trying, like 100%. The CIA destroyed the Soviet Union. That happened. Um, they won. Yeah, as and we're going to talk is, about later, the CIA directly infiltrated the 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 cuban revolution (laughs) oh yeah later on the bonus episode um and the thing is is that the the communists were probably doing similar things you know trying to get their people into uh the american government to weaken us Mm -hmm. or and which i would support but the thing is is that rosenberg credibly were doing that (laughs) yeah and they were cool and so extremely cool people (laughs) but regardless (laughs) the point is whether whether you think you know it's good or not like the thing is is like this the government the u.s government is the most powerful government of all time and they're they need to have control over their people so they can't be secret communists or get converted to communism or any anti-fascist anti-anti-capitalist ideology and then expose a bunch of secrets and you know their control of the media to what extent that is yeah so i think that is a very good explanation for why something like epstein would exist um and it makes a lot of sense it makes sense within capital it makes sense within the rules of control and it doesn't have to be much more complicated than that but the reason that this now my personal pet theory is that QAnon is created by 
Trump and his team, like Roger Stone specifically, mm-hmm. to make all of this seem crazy and for Trump supporters to get even more behind Trump. Absolutely. To make them feel even crazier and more isolated so that they have nowhere else. It's an abuse tactic. It's you're isolating people by making them feel more and more insane. It's it's like a it's almost like a like a gaslighting by proxy. Yeah. Like a mass know. gaslighting. <laughs> yeah. Just before we move on from the Epstein thing, though. Um, yeah. If it, you listening at home, if you're one of these, you know, if you're one of the Pizzagate people who are here listening to us because you see us covering this and you're you're about to, you know, write us a very angry email or try to hack our Twitters or whatever you're going to try to do. Um, yeah, I hope you're listening at least to the end. I hope Just you're at least listening out. all the way through because, again, I am the moment we stop recording this, I am getting on the phone. I am ordering a pizza. That is the first <laughs> thing I'm doing the moment we finish this. I'm breaking quarantine and I'm going to Comet Ping Pong. Yeah. By the way, speaking of which, shouts out to, to fucking Comet Ping Pong. I've eaten there twice and it is a fantastic restaurant full really? of very nice people. Yes. <laughs> I have a lot of friends who've played punk shows there. It's a very nice restaurant. Oh, cool. But that uh, guy seems DC, crazy, right? He's a weirdo. What are you going to do? Like, you've been in punk scenes. You know there's weirdos. <laughs> he yeah, doesn't seem I like he's incredibly, is... like, involved in anything insane. He's just like a fucking... Like, you go to, like, St. Vitus, and you see, like, a mannequin with, like, you know, a bondage mask on it, and you're like, you're like, they're at the highest levels of government. Sure? They're doing mannequin fucking... <laughs> 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 um, but anyways, uh, if you're listening to this, I just want you to know that if you believe for a second that like isolating Trump from this movie is like is an effective tactic of making people not believe that Trump actually also fucked kids, uh, you're out of your goddamn mind. And right. if you think that he became the president without going to the Epstein Island, if that's what you believe the Epstein Island was for, and that's what you think is happening with it, if you think the pedophile rings are at the highest levels of government... Trump absolutely 100% fucked kids and was involved yeah. in this too. <laughs> and oh, and here's the thing, if you're if you're a QAnon person, like you're right about so much stuff. Like I I think that you are correct about a lot of things in the sense that you should not trust the government, that the government is doing evil things to children, that the government has does not have your best interest in mind and you're so close to to understanding why all of this stuff happens. And the reason is capital like they want power they want money yes and it and trump is not trump isn't here to save us but that's the only thing we differ on (laughs) and and i think it's important that we don't it's so hard to be in the middle here because it's like most of the liberals in the world the dumb normies like Mm -hmm. think that QAnon people are crazy and think that i'm crazy too you know what I mean? Yeah. Like people think that I'm crazy for thinking that Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself or I mean, I guess that one's sort of more accepted now. Yeah. But for thinking that, uh, you know, there's the CIA is running a child elite child sex pedophile ring. It sounds crazy, but there's really good evidence for a lot of it. Um, and, and I just feel really bad being like QAnon people are so stupid because <laughs> yeah, it's but- like if your mind is open enough a little bit to being like oh, the government doesn't care about you and is doing evil things, like, you can be corrected. It's just, you're just, you're, they're more on course, I think, than anyone who believes everything Rachel Maddow says. I think that's, I think that's a fair point. I think there's also a fair point to be made in an analysis of this film. I don't think the film makes this point at all, and I think it actually probably believes the opposite to be true. But I think that there's something to be said for the fact that QAnon 
is 100% the media's fault for exactly what they're talking about in this movie. Oh, yeah. That, like, the... And, and they'll never give themselves this. They'll never critique themselves in this way in the same way that they won't critique themselves for how bad we're going to suffer from the coronavirus for exactly this same reason, mm-hmm. which is that they have been openly, brazenly lying to us and doing bad journalism for ratings for decades now. And mm-hmm. faith in the media is at such an all-time fucking low that boomers like these white middle class boomers in middle america are going on 4chan for god's sake <laughs> they're logging on to motherfucking 4chan which even i as like a young person can't really figure out how to work right most of the time <laughs> oh, and we're sending old people there to look for the news because they don't trust the fucking news anymore right like, and people, you shouldn't people are out there fucking getting sick and dying because of like decades of the news being like swine flu is going to kill you bird flu is going to kill you killer bees are going to kill you and then finally the real one actually happens and everyone's like well i don't believe you because literally every other time you've told me something it's been wrong (laughs) (laughs) yeah and and not only that but like the movie is correct in that i mean whether it's whether the cia controls sinclair or not the sinclair is 100% towing the line on mm-hmm. on every single issue. And yeah. so they might as well be. Um, but the movie is correct that the news media does not, you know, the mainstream media is lying to you all of the time and trying to, but, but it's also been pushing this whole concept of like individuality where your rights, your individual rights as a single individual are the most important thing possible mm-hmm. that you're, you deserve the right to carry a weapon that could murder and kill people all of the time. And so the idea that because there's now you are carrying a disease that could murder and kill people all of the time, <laughs> uh, that you should somehow be told to stay home doesn't make any sense in this world that you've been told the opposite of for the past three decades. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, the media is responsible for that and they should all be held accountable for it. Less, less so than the people, you know, less so than the, the random idiots who are brain swelling morons who, you know, live in places where they're going out and, and protesting their, their state capitals. Yeah. Um, I like to think that we, we coexist in a world with QAnon people where, we all agree that we should drag the dog Chris Matthews out of his home to Central Park. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we can all agree on the dog Chris Matthews. Yeah. Just being fodder for the cannons. Yeah. So, uh, and fi- I mean, <laughs> uh, broad thoughts on the movie, final thoughts on it, I guess. Okay. Uh, final thoughts and last. Last message is thank you for listening to this. Thank you for sitting all the way through this. I'm sure you're hopping mad um, if you're a QAnon person. But I think, me personally, I think we're closer in understanding something important about America than you and, than me and whatever, Zenny Jarden or whatever. Um, Those people are crazy. More crazy than you. (laughs) Um, So... Broad thoughts about the movie. Is it? I wanted to. I wanted to compare it to um, to Loose Change because we watched that together and we talked about that. Like, because this feels like it's like a modern. You know, it's it's yeah. having a similar story to Loose Change in a way. Uh, For it's like sure. a viral. You know, telling the truth. 
documentary like mm-hmm. is it as effective as loose change well i'm trying to think because obviously not to me like loose change to me set me on a path of i, I mean i think the big deficit i don't know how, i don't even remember what i said about it at the time but because mm-hmm. that was a hundred years ago and not yeah, february four times <laughs> yeah um you know loose change the problem with it is that it focused way too much on the technical aspects of like was there a controlled demolition mm-hmm. can jet fuel mets still be and instead of a lot of like all of the big players had like you know they, they didn't spend enough time on like the money parts, the Saudi Arabian connections, the the fact that the 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 building changed to owners like a month or two before. Like there's a lot of right. evidence that even that now I'm even more convinced that it was an inside job than it was when I saw loose change, but it definitely sparked me off on a uh, you know, my own investigation of those right. facts. And I think that QAnon or this movie I think will probably be effective in a similar way to getting more people to look into QAnon. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it will be as widespread because of how QAnon already has such a, a level of understanding in the public eye of being cranks. Um, yes. <laughs> and so, you know, because everybody at the time was like, "What? What happened with nine eleven? What was this?" Right, and, and there wasn't a like major face of nine eleven truth yet. This was the first one, right? And the thing about it is, is that like the major faith of nine eleven truth was every architect and mm-hmm. <laughs> like every single you know person who made buildings and contractors. Like, do every single skyscraper now have like a a a? a are we all susceptible to fire? Is that how, are we all in danger? And like, they had to do a report being like, everyone calm down. Actually, it's fine. So everyone was sort of confused as to what happened if you looked in it at all. Uh, Whereas this is, maybe you've heard of Jeffrey Epstein. (laughs) (laughs) And maybe you don't trust the news media. And this is sort of an unfocused, the problem is how unfocused it is. You know, like it doesn't even get into the most insane things about QAnon, which is Trump is going to save us by arresting Hillary Clinton for Benghazi. Right. Um, It doesn't even do that. So I think, I don't think it's going to be anywhere near as effective because it's clearly not a good faith uh, argument for something specifically. It's just the Illuminati exists. And I think it's unfortunate because they start from such a good place of like, why you shouldn't trust the mainstream media, why the CIA has been doing all of this bad stuff for the many decades. Right. Um, I think it's, I think it's a lot worse as a movie, as a piece of propaganda. I feel like one of the big takeaways we had from loose change was that it's an extremely useful piece of film for leftists to watch, to understand how to propagandize. And I think that this is worthless on that level because (laughs) I think that it's not a compelling piece of propaganda at all because I think that it's converting nobody you know what we were talking about earlier about like the idea of demons being taken as a given like right. who who takes demons as a given who isn't already at least on the path towards this like who because the the point of QAnon is to organize people for Trump right that's the idea and who who believes in demons in that way isn't already on that path you know, who is watching the part of this movie that's about Jeffrey Epstein or Pizzagate and 
understanding it because one of the things that they do a lot is they just flash imagery on the screen of like little St. James Island and, and they never say this is little St. James Island. You don't know what that is. If you don't know (laughs) any of this stuff, you don't know what you're looking at. You're just looking at an Island with a blue building on it. You know, like (laughs) you're seeing all these like paintings of kids and you're like, what am I looking at? It's just a painting of kids. You know, you don't know that that was on, you know, that that's like a picture of something that Podesta had in his house or something like that. Which is insane. And it's so, this is, that's what's so frustrating about this movie is that like some of the stuff, is fucking nuts and definitely should be looked into by everyone on the left and anyone should educate themselves about what the government is doing and what these people are like just because you should know yeah but like but what it's missing is that loose change voice of somebody saying like tying it all together the picture of epstein's island show the picture of the weird temple and then Mm -hmm. have the kid you know or in this case you know mike be like this is a temple on Epstein's Island. What's that about? You know, there's none right. of that. There's no voice there being like, here's what this weird thing is. And what's that about? You know, yeah. there's never anything that like, <laughs> what you don't have much to for? chew on. Here's it just constantly clear. says like, you know, and then I read about it and I realized it's not that, but they don't tell you why it's not that, you know, right. like they don't hold your hand enough with the logic. There's no, like there's clear evidence of tunnels under the, under the little Shane James Island. And here's that evidence. Right. Why would that happen? <laughs> yeah. And what then, do they like, need tunnels for? Just yeah. ask that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. There's so many better evidences that they just don't show at all. And it all yeah. moves by so quick. So yeah, I think you're right in that. It's just like, I wouldn't like, recommend it to anybody because it's it's like unle- a communist giving their boomer parent a copy of Capital and being like this is going to red pill them. Yeah. You know, like it's like you don't understand what red pills people and clearly this is for people to look at who are already into QAnon and be like this is a great red pill I'm sending this to my family and then they continue not to invite you to Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> but I think so I the only place I like slightly do, and I mean maybe I'm skewed because it's my mom but mm-hmm. like I think my mom watched this and was like yeah the media is crazy um because I think there's a lot of normal people out there who are like demons are a given and I think that I think someone like my mom looked at this and was like well some of this stuff sounds a little weird but some of this stuff didn't sound so weird right and I'm gonna look into stuff and I'm gonna ask my daughter about it <laughs> you know what I mean and so I think I don't know. I don't know. It's not good that this is out there. <laughs> it's not. It's not great. And I think there. There's a lot of other things that you could watch. Uh, I was going to bring this up earlier, but uh, I went looking for other movies to give my mom. Mm-hmm. There's another movie that was like supposedly supposed to air on the documentary on the Discovery Channel, um, called Conspiracy of Silence. Um, okay. It was like a documentary that they maybe funded or we're going to air or whatever. And then it got like pulled at the last second. It was like in the TV guide. Um, and it's just about, um, this like Nebraskan Republican Senator who was like very credibly accused of running a child sex ring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and the documentary is pretty crazy. <laughs> um, I didn't watch all of it, but, um, I think there are better versions of opening your mind up to the idea that this, some of this stuff might be going on. Um, way better than this movie right. that isn't bogged down with obviously the demonic exists <laughs> yeah uh and 
TV is evil because of the words. <laughs> um, yeah, this movie is bad, and it's mm-hmm. being taken down off of YouTube uh, a lot, not because it's too dangerous or because YouTube is trying to destroy it. I think it's very funny that people think that, but it's very clearly because at least a third of it is just clips from Hollywood movies. <laughs> <laughs> and you absolutely are going to get dinged for that on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, just put it up on Vimeo, guys. Just post Why it on you... your own site, dude. Like, it's yeah. got enough buzz already. Just put it on there. <laughs> yeah, people will come find it. Put, little, put a little trailer and a link or something. Yeah. Um, uh, and one last thing that we didn't, that I forgot to bring up in the middle of this, and it's very quick, but it's very funny, is that as part of, like, their evidence base for why you know kids are being indoctrinated with with you know this perversion uh yeah. one of the things that they bring up is like the little scenes in like disney movies where there's like a dick or there's like some sand <laughs> oh, that says yeah. sex or whatever oh, and you're man. like oh i remember being 12 <laughs> when you first saw that you were like oh man look like, at that shit, on the cover of the little sex. mermaid oh fuck <laughs> you fucking loser mike <laughs> You absolute loser. (laughs) And one of them was from Tangled. I guess there's like new ones where they're like people like weird horny moms are finding like. (laughs) Yeah, shouts to Disney, man. (laughs) Still putting that shit in there. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Just because you're lonely and you haven't been fucked in two years doesn't mean your kid's movie box says sex. (laughs) That's crazy. It's so stupid. Well. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's the level of argument here. And it's like, it's such a shame because there's some good arguments. Um, and then most of it is just all of these people believe in demons and like Disney has been putting sex on your boxes to desensitize you. But but I think I, I think I didn't actually get to say like the whole conceit about like the CIA running movies to desensitize you is basically true Mm -hmm. you know like the the zoolander thing wow that's very stupid specifically (laughs) like that (laughs) like the zoolander thing is kind of basically accurate like there has been evidence of movies being like anti-communist or anti like the idea of like the CIA controlling people, like being mm-hmm. made fun of, like putting, like slipping that as like B plots into movies, sort of like with, um, we talked about uh, Captain America, the Winter Soldier, right? Where it's just like paperclip is in it. That's weird. Mm-hmm. They even mentioned that in this movie. Yeah. Like that stuff is real. And by the, like, by, by the time this comes out, we'll have already talked about this behind the paywall, but, um, like something we're going to be talking about this week, it, it it pertains to this very thing that like to get the military sign off to use their fucking gear, you have to put their propaganda in your movie. Yeah, like and they I, have I mean to that... give you sign off on you know like they're yes the media we. <laughs> yeah, this is it's so frustrating. We can't because, I know this, the point is is that it's frustrating because they're so close to being right to me yeah. like on certain things it's like i w- i don't want them to feel like especially if they're listening to this i don't want you to feel like i'm telling you everything you think is wrong everything in this movie is wrong and all of these people are idiots like they are for because of how where they push it and what they're supporting but some of the stuff in this movie is 100 percent true yes. and it's very important that just because some of these people are grifters and cranks doesn't mean that every single one of their foundational ideas is wrong. Um, 
So it's a bad movie, though. <laughs> don't watch it. <laughs> don't watch it. Yeah, we watched it so you don't have to. Yeah. And on that note, thank you for listening to Generation Loss. It's been it's another been week. Great. It's been great talking to you. <laughs> uh, find us uh, on Twitter at uh, actually suck my dick. You're not getting our fucking Twitter. You're going to have to listen to <laughs> no. another episode. <laughs> well, you can you can tweet at me your death threats at Kinematography on Twitter. <laughs> Suck my dick. You got to listen to another one. I think <laughs> Go that's back and listen though. to the Mortal Kombat one. <laughs> yeah, and then skip to the end and you can find our Twitters. Yeah. Uh, but if you want to give us money, you can go to <laughs> patreon.com slash generation loss uh, and you can listen to my other podcast, BP Bledis and Jeremy's other show, Ballin' Out Super. Beep. <laughs> <laughs> You're editing this. Yeah. <laughs> 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 we're, we're, we are fugitives now from yeah. the QAnon. <laughs> Kennedy is, Kennedy Jr. is going to come to our house and and shoot us with a silenced nine millimeter, <laughs> like one of the ones from the movies, though, not a real one. <laughs> Specifically, the one from Goldeneye. <laughs> <laughs> pew pew. <laughs> pew pew. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. All right, uh, goodbye. Go do your own research. Yesterday, it came out. Officially, this is a fact now that cannot be denied, that Donald Trump officially converted to become a Chabad Hasidic Jew. Now, first of all, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with this. I don't particularly think it's a good thing, but you all know that Jared Kushner is a Chabad Hasidic Jew. You all know that Ivanka converted to join him as his wife and practices his faith. Well, first of all, Donald Trump's family has always been biologically Jewish. This is just something that was hidden. You swear up and down he's Protestant, but it's not the case. Now, all he did here a couple years ago was made it official. But the thing is, is when you say Jewish, this is a tiny, tiny sect, a cult, that is a tiny part of a, another cult, which is the Hasidic section of the faith, which represents a tiny portion of the overall faith. So you people have to understand, he didn't just become a Jew, he always was a Jew. What he became was a member of a tiny little sect. Now, a lot of you people have said that this page has become a shill site, troll site, whatever, bait and switch, because you're seeing a lot of allegedly anti-Trump material.